Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. May the Lord bless all of you. If you know me long enough, you will realize that I have a heart of a father who loves his children, and I really care for all of you and want to see all of you become successful and strong and pleasing the Lord. Before I preach the message, I'd like to read this scripture to remind all of you again. I'm going to keep reminding because sometimes people need to hear something about 58 times before they get it. Seriously, sometimes you need to talk about it again and again until the truth sinks into their heart and become a lifestyle. This is not my sermon, but I would, I would like to read this while I was standing there. The Holy Spirit remind me to read this scripture. John chapter 13, 34 and 35 say, This is the word from the Lord Jesus, not from any man, from our Master a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this all will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. just want to remind all of you, all the commandments in the Bible, from the book of Genesis to the book of Revelation, can be concluded in two principles here, two commands. Love your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your spirit, with all your strength, and love your brother and sister. Love your neighbor as yourself. Our church want to obey this teaching. We want to emphasize love, not religion not tradition. Because when we love one another, we will obey the Lord's commands. Amen? We are not here for religion. We are here to obey the command of Jesus. That is to love one another. Please put your energy, your time in loving people. And one thing that I want to say is this. The devil is very cunning. He will do everything to get you out from the way of God. He has his tricks, his way. One thing that God tells us to do in order to avoid or to be able to overcome his tricks is to really root yourself in a local church. A thumb that is cut off from the body will eventually die. Nowadays, we are living in the society of whatever I can do. I don't care. I have freedom of speech. I have freedom of whatever I can do. Christianity is not that way. We need to obey the Lord. And the Lord wants us to really commit our life to a local church. There is no perfect local church in the world. If you find one, let me know, please. I haven't seen one yet. This church is not perfect either. Because humans are not perfect. I'm not perfect. All the imperfect people come together. We are not perfect. But you need to Ask God, 
what church you are called to be in. And when you know from the Holy Spirit, you need to commit to that local church. And that is the way you will be protected and you will not be killed by the enemy. Because you're out of the church, you are vulnerable very much. You need to be committed. I remember that when I first got saved, I got saved on Saturday night, and by Sunday morning, I talked to Pastor Da. Let's go to church. I was a brand new believer, came out from Buddhism. I went to church right away that Sunday, and since that day on, I still commit my life to a local church. I never play around. I say, I will root myself in a local church. The first church we went was evangelical church. They don't have even speaking in tongue or healing. Then Baptist, then God moved me later on. But those years, I commit to the local church, and that's why I'm still strong today. The devil has a hard time putting me down because I am really in the body. I commit to the local church. Amen? So just want to remind some of you are new believers, and the devil will do everything to tell you all the excuses. Oh, this Sunday we will do this. It's okay. We miss church off and on. That's okay. You need to make a decision. You commit. And we will not give the devil the chance to get you out from being committed Christians. Amen? And God will bless you. I will continue the series of rejoicing always in the camp. I will continue and amazing the same Holy Spirit today. All the songs that you sang all in the teaching today. Every song is in what I'm going to say today. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much that we will learn the word from you. Father, we don't want just to have a head knowledge or just information so that we can have a big head and we can look down on other people that we know more. We want revelation that makes us humble and know that we have a long way to go and we ourselves need to grow up and the revelation of the light will change us from glory to glory to glory. We want to be a doer of the word. We don't want just to get the word into the left ear and go out the right ear. We want it to come down into our heart to build our faith and give us supernatural understanding, Lord. We depend on your Holy Spirit in this teaching. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. If you listen to the previous teaching in the camp, you will learn that joy is related to faith. So today I will talk about how to walk by faith. If you have faith, you have joy. The Bible says that heaven and earth shall pass away, but His word will never pass away, will remain forever. Therefore, our faith should be in the word of God in what God says. And not only that, we step out by faith to do what God says. We live our life according to the word, and we believe that what he says will come to pass. We walk by faith in the word of God. Romans chapter 8, verse 24, the Bible says, For we were saved in this hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. 
For why does one still hope for what he sees? Romans 8:24 talk about hope. Hope in the Bible is different from the definition of hope in the world. The word hope in the Bible is confident expectation. When we have faith, our faith will produce hope or confident expectation of what will happen according to the character and to the promise of God. The Bible said that we are saved by this hope or by faith with confident expectation. The word "save" in the Bible comes from Greek language "zoso." The word "zoso" is one of the big words in the Bible. A lot of people think that "zoso" or salvation is only about being saved from sin and from hell. No, the word "zoso" or Salvation include being saved from poverty, broken home, curses, sickness, disease, accident, saved from bad habits, from bondages, from anything that is not in heaven, and that was done by the Lord Jesus Christ already for us, and we receive all aspects of salvation. Each and every one of us. Have different levels and aspect of salvation. When I first got saved, I only have my sin forgiven, but I was still sick. And one day, healing coming to me, I receive another level of salvation, physical healing. So you can see that we receive this salvation or so-so by having faith and confident expectation. And when you have faith and expectation. You don't see the result yet. You still believe in your heart, but you don't see the result because after you see, you don't need faith anymore. You don't need to have expectation because you already see it in your own hands. So faith is something that happens before you see. Romans chapter eight verse twenty-five. But if we hope for what we do not see, we eagerly. Everyone say eagerly, not passively. Eagerly, wait for it. With perseverance, faith and hope is not passive. It's not just sitting around and doing nothing about it. It's not questella, sella. Whatever will be, will be. You're not sitting there and say whatever happened, I don't care. No, faith is active. Faith is standing and say, I'm gonna get what the promise of God say. I gonna keep walking by faith. It's active, walking, stepping. I have confident, and I gonna steadily expect what gonna happen to me in the future, based on what God says, and we please God by walking by faith. John chapter eight verse twenty nine, talking about the life of Jesus Christ, who is our greatest example. John eight twenty nine say, and he who sent me is with me. Everything we do, I want to teach you something. Everything we do, we need the presence of God. Jesus did everything with the presence of the Holy Spirit. I learned from one of my mentors that everything I do, I need the presence of God. I need the anointing, the presence of God. The Father has not left me alone. For I always do those things that please Him. 
Jesus said that everything he did, every word he said, every action he performed, every single walking moment of his life, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 60 minutes an hour, all the time he did everything by being led by the Spirit and by faith. Because he walked by faith, the Father was very pleased with him. He is our model. He spoke to the wind and the storm by faith. He walked on the water by faith. He commanded sickness to go away by faith. Everything he did was done by faith. And we should do the same thing. We should learn how to walk by faith. We should learn how to step into the hope and faith. How did the Roman soldier crucify him, put the nail into his hand? How did he respond to that? He responded by faith. He believed that after he passed away on the cross, he would be resurrected from the dead. And great things going to happen later on. He allowed crucifixion to happen to him because he had faith that something good going to happen later on. In other words, he rejoiced in the coming victory. He has faith in what he has not seen. He has not touched, but he knows the promise of the Father shall be fulfilled, that he will be resurrected from the dead, and he would see a lot of great things happen in the church. Mark chapter 11, verse 24 say, I'm teaching you how to walk by faith here. Mark eleven twenty four. Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you will have them. Whatever things that you ask, protection, miracles, healing, deliverance, provision, anything that you ask God, ask for a job, ask for healing of your body, Jesus said that whatever thing did you ask, he did not say whatever thing that you beg. As believers, we don't beg. We are not a beggar. We don't beg. Why we don't have to beg? Because Jesus already paid for us. Everything that God can do for us already been paid for by the Lord Jesus Christ at the whipping post and at the cross. It's already there for us. It's done. It's already been bought, paid for. It's in front of us. But how are we going to get it? We don't have to beg. We pray and receive by faith. You see, the big thing in our Christian life is about faith. We are not a beggar. We are a believer. Psalm 37 verse 25, Once I was young and now I am old. Yet I have never seen the godly abandoned or their children begging for bread. The King David said that he doesn't believe that the believer need to beg anything. The Lord will take care of his people and his children. Amen? We don't have to beg. The way to receive things from God is by believing, asking, and praying. But now my question is, when you're going to have the things you ask from God? When? The answer is, after you believe that you have them. You pray, 
you obey God, and you believe that you have them. Receiving what you ask for comes after you ask and believe. It does not come before you believe. You believe first that you receive. You haven't seen it yet. You haven't touched it yet. But you believe you received, and then it will come. Believing that you receive is not the same as having them. You start from believing. Yes, I believe in the promise of God. I believe I have received it. But the manifestation of that promise of God to be fulfilled comes after. It may be one day, maybe two days, maybe five years, maybe ten years. We don't know. I and Pastor Da, we pray for my mom and my dad and her dad to be saved. It took me and Pastor Da almost, I think, 20 years before my mom really encountered Jesus in the hospital and she really born again. It took many years before her dad to be saved, but we keep believing that they have been saved because we pray for them. Believing. It's important. Believing that we receive. Everyone say, believe that I have received before I experience, before I see, before I feel the answer of my prayer. You need to believe before you touch it. Amen? While you are believing in the Word of God, you can stand on the, on the faith and just believing in what God says until you get it. I share this all the time that many years ago, I went to a mission in Japan, and I believe I got attacked by the enemy because I went there to cast out many demons. And one morning, I woke up in Japan with a rash on my body, and I said, what is going on here? Why have this rash? And that rash spread all over my hand, my back, and it kept getting worse and worse, and I have to face this trial for doing the mission trip. And... I pray and pray, and I command them every morning to go away. But it did not happen for many years. I just keep standing in faith. I believe I'm healed. By the, every morning I claim, by the stripe of Jesus, I'm healed. I'm healed. And I command that. It, doesn't, it did not happen overnight, but one day I woke up. Four or five years later, I woke up. They're all gone and never came back. No trace of it anymore. Thank God. You see, I was standing in faith. I think God allowed this to happen to teach me faith, that I should not give up. I should have active faith all the time, no matter what I see, no matter what I feel, because we are not walking by sight. We are walking by faith, and we're going to stand in faith with perseverance, with patience, and don't give up. Romans chapter 4, verse 17 says, As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. He is our father in the sight of God. He means Abraham. In whom he believed. The God who gives life to the dead and calls those things that are not as though they were. As though they were. Let me explain about how to walk by faith according to this scripture. Faith is not denying what is going on in your life? When I have the skin eczema, a rash all over the body, I did not deny that I have the rash. I did not say that, you know, I lie, I don't have it. I lie to everybody, I don't have it. That is not faith. You 
don't lie. You admit that you have the problem. Amen. But the key is don't focus on it. Don't keep meditating on it. Don't keep talking about it, because faith comes by hearing and hearing of the word of God. Really, this morning I got a lie from somebody who sent this lie to attack the church that believe in the fire of God, and the person who sent the lie said, "Don't believe in this fire thing." And I think in my heart, if you listen to this kind of sharing. Your faith in the fire will go away because your faith come from hearing, hearing. If you hear negative things, you're gonna believe in the negative things. If you hear the positive thing, you're gonna believe in the positive things. If you keep talking, I'm sick, I'll die soon, I'm old, oh, I'm bad. You keep talking like that, you're gonna believe in it, and you're gonna be like that. You're gonna be sick, you're gonna be old, you're gonna be poor because you keep talking. Don't talk about those things, even though you admit that you are having problem. But what you should do is, according to the way of God, the way of God is say, He calls those things that do not exist as though they did. Did mean the past tense, not even the future. If right now you are in a lot of debt and you don't have money to pay off and you are in financial trouble, you say. Christ Jesus will provide all of my needs according to His glory in riches. You say it. You speak what you don't have. What you don't have is pay off your debt, and you will have more than enough to do good deeds. Amen. You call those things that do not exist as though they did. The things that you don't have, if you. Are sick right now? You say, "I am healed. I am healthy by the stripe of Jesus Christ." You say, "My lungs work well. I command my lungs to work well. I command my eyes to do well." Yesterday, I read about Moses. Moses did not enter the promised land because he struck the rod on the rock, but the end of the Words say he lived 120 years, and he looked young and healthier than a lot of old people. When I read that, that's me. That's mine. Oh, I'm gonna claim that I'm gonna live 120 years old. I'm gonna look young. I'm gonna be healthier. And uh, the Bible says he's strong, stronger than young man. Wow, I like that. I want to be strong at 120 years old. I'm gonna claim that for myself. Amen. I'm gonna say that. I'm not gonna say I'm old. I'm weak. I'm poor. I will speak. What has not happened yet, according to what the Word of God say? But this is a trick of the enemy. The enemy will do everything to condemn you and to make you feel bad and make you turn back to walking by sight. He will speak to you. Oh, it doesn't work. Your faith doesn't work. He did talk to me when I had eczema in the whole body, and this is not a simple eczema. My whole hand swelled up. And pain. I could not sleep at night. When I perform surgery, I grab on the equipment to cut the bone or open the skull. It hurts every time, and I have to bite the bullet to do my job. I did not apply for disability. I still work. I believe in working. I don't believe in sitting at home. I still work even though I was sick. But the devil talked to me. Oh, you see what you teach doesn't work. Faith doesn't work. Look at that. Look at, see it. And I say, shut your mouth. 
I don't walk by sight. I don't go by what I feel. I believe the Bible says, by His stripe I am healed. I'm gonna stand on that faith. I'm not gonna let the devil pull me into walking by sight and walking by feelings again. I'm gonna fight the good fight of faith. Amen. Eagerly waiting for the answer to come. So Mark chapter 11 verse 24 say, talk about whatever things you ask. It look like a blank check. How do you feel if somebody gives you a blank check with signature and you can write down anything you want? Amen. Wow. Maybe Tom should give a blank check to me. <laughs> Tom is the richest man in this church. If he lose a, a couple hundred thousand or two million, it will not hurt him a bit. <laughs> Brother and sister, blank check what you write down has to be according to the word of God. Amen. You have to believe in what the Bible says. So you should say to yourself, I'm a strong believer. And I'm going to believe in what the word of God says. I believe that what I ask already happened, even though I have not seen it. You can ask anything that is not against the Bible. Amen? And that's what we should do. Healing is in the Bible. Deliverance is in the Bible. Protection is in the Bible. Salvation of your family is in the Bible. God wants to save your whole family. Your kids, everyone can be saved. Because that is in the Bible. You believe that you receive before you see it. Amen? Let me ask this question. Do you believe that Jesus bore your sins and he forgave you? Do you believe that? Do you believe that he took the punishment of your sin so that you don't need to be punished? How many people believe that? How many people believe that on that tree, on that post, when he was whipped, by the Roman soldier. His stripes make us healed. How many people believe that? How many people believe that he became poor so that we might be rich? That is in the Bible. How many people believe that he faced rejection from the Father so that we can be accepted by the Father? How many people believe that? When I mess up, I sin against God. I kneel down and say, God, I'm sorry. I repent of my sin. I confess my sin right now. I believe that I am forgiven because at that cross, Jesus took the sin away from me and now I receive his righteousness. After I open my eyes, do I feel that I am righteous? Not yet. But I receive that forgiveness by faith. Is that right? How many people believe that your sins are forgiven? If you are believers. How many people believe that you don't need to face the punishment in hell? You can be in heaven. Amen. Do you believe that? The faith in your forgiveness of sin and the faith that leads you to heaven, you can use the same faith for healing, for deliverance, for prosperity, for protection, for guidance of the Lord. Every single day, you can exercise that faith for yourself. I told Pastor Da that since I taught about being led by the Holy Spirit, lately I heard the voice of the Spirit more than before. It's amazing. 
He told me the word of knowledge, but I may shut my mouth. I didn't say much. When people walk in, he told me what's going on. He told me what's going to happen, uh, but I I don't try to act like a prophet or telling people. I just keep my mouth shut because if the Lord didn't tell me to tell people, I just keep in myself because I don't want to boast that oh I know everything. No, no, no. I want to be humble, but I know what the Lord tell me, and the reason I can hook up to the Holy Spirit and hear from Him because. I have faith in the leading of the Holy Spirit. Faith make it happen. I believe in the leading of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I believe I received them already. Even though I don't see them, I still believe. First Peter chapter one verses five to seven, who are kept talking about believers in the early church, who are kept by the power of God through faith. Everyone said through faith. For Zozo, salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. In this, you mean the believers in the early church greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, it, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials. These early church Christians were facing big persecutions, big trials, and they may be grieved for a few minutes or of overnight. But because that the genuineness of your faith, being much more precious than gold, that perishes, though it is tested by fire. Fire here doesn't mean the fire of the Holy Spirit. This means persecution and hardships, because we believe in God. May be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ, according to this passage of the Scripture. One of the big indications that show that we walk by faith and we are still in faith is joy, rejoicing. When you have faith, you rejoice. These believers were facing challenges and difficulties, big one, not small one. My difficulties that I face in my Christian walk, compared to Jesus and this. Believers in the Roman Empire, uncomparable. Nothing. They face very big trials, but they're still rejoicing. The Bible says they rejoice because they have faith. They were not complaining and crying, and they were not grumpy and make a big scene. They were happy. They were rejoicing. Why they were rejoicing, even though they have not seen Jesus? They haven't seen heaven. They have not seen the rewards in heaven yet. Some of them may be put in the Colosseum and killed by lions. I went to Colosseum in Rome, and I look at that. Wow, this is not fun. People were killed down there. I was standing up top and saw all the chamber that they put lions and all this thing, and all these people were in there to be released into be killed by the animal or by the soldier. Wow! But they were rejoicing because they had faith. Let me continue to read again seven and eight. That the genuineness of your faith, being much more precious than gold, verses seven and eight, that perishes though it is tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ, whom having not seen, you love. 
Though everyone say have not seen, though now you do not see him, yet believing, everyone say believing, you rejoice. You remember we talk about faith, belief that you receive, but you haven't seen it yet. You have not seen what you believe that you receive. So now these people say they did not see Jesus, but still believing. You rejoice with joy, inexpressible and full of glory. When I was a new believer in Thailand, one gentleman came to me and said, "You know, I saw a vision. I saw Jesus two or three times already, and I was sitting there. Wow, amazing! You saw Jesus in your vision. I never seen Jesus at that time. I was jealous of him, but now I am glad." That I have never seen Jesus in a vision, and many of you are in the same boat like me. We have never seen Jesus. We, I never seen angels. I never seen heaven. You know what pleases God more? To see Jesus with our eyes, or to walk by faith, even though we have not seen. I tell you right now, believe that you receive before you see it in your hand. Pleases God more than what you already see. I'm not jealous of people who saw the vision of heaven anymore. I say, actually, I'm glad I never seen heaven in my vision because I still believe in heaven. I still believe that I can go to heaven and receive a crown of glory on my head because I've been serving the Lord for many years faithfully, and I wrap my neck with love and faithfulness and loyalty to people around me. I believe I can have received the. Rewards in heaven. I never seen that reward. I have never seen heaven, but I believe. We should care more about faith, about believing, than seeing something with our own eyes, because faith pleases God. Sometimes we don't have a we call spectacular experience to see angel flying around. We don't see Jesus standing there. Don't feel bad about it. Don't feel bad. I want to see Jesus. I want to see vision. I want to see dream. But if I don't see them, that's okay, because my faith pleases God. I still believe, even though I have not seen. Amen. We are in the same boat. How do we know that we have faith? How do we know that we love Him? How do we know that we really believe in what He says? What is one of the biggest indication of faith that you walk by faith? I want to tell you right now, joy. When you have joy, it means you have faith. When we have so much faith, we rejoice with unspeakable and non-utterable joy, full of glory. Amen. Yesterday, when I read this sermon three times, I wrote this sermon a year ago. I read three times to make sure that I can preach very well today. I told Pastor Da that, thank God, before I preach any message, I've been Christian for many years, but I came from Buddhism, so I did not grow up with a Christian pastor or Christian parents. Everything is so new to me. I tell you right now, it's, everything is so new because I did not grow up in a Christian home. I'm not a 15th generation of believers. I did not grow up in a church. I did not have any pastor who can show me all these things. But I told Pastor Da, I am so thankful. I experienced 
what I preach today. I have so much joy now, and I know that the joy of the Lord in my heart come from my faith, because I have so much faith than ten years ago. This man today have more faith. When I heard some bad things, I just smile. God will sit on the throne. Everything will be fine. I'm not going to be complaining, be mad and upset. I have faith in the promise of God. I believe that Jesus was the Son of God. He was the Son of David. I believe that he was born of a virgin. I believe that he came into the world 2,000 years ago, and he did what was recorded in the Bible. I believe that he died on the cross to pay for my sin, and I believe that he was resurrected from the dead. I believe that he is at the right hand of the Father right now, interceding for you and me. I believe he is my healer. I believe he is my Prince of Peace. I believe he is the Alpha and Omega. I believe he is the first and the last. I believe he is all powerful. Nothing is impossible with him. I believe he is the King of all kings and the Lord of all lords. I believe. And even though I don't see him, I still believe what the Bible say. Do you believe that that he is alive now, Amen? And he's a loving God, and I believe his grace is sufficient for me. I don't have to worry or, or be anxious of anything because his grace is sufficient for me. I want to tell you this: the more you fellowship with him, the more you obey him, the more you draw close to him. Go to church every Sunday. You get prayed for, touched by the Spirit. You serve Him. You're faithful in serving Him in the calling you have. The more you will know Him, the more you know how holy He is, how gracious He is, how good He is, how powerful He is. It's, you cannot even describe with your mouth. That's how I feel right now. That God is so good. That's why every time I worship, I laugh because he's so good. He's so holy. I know him more than 10 years ago, 20 years ago. After I walked with him for a while, I know him more. Walk close to him. He's more amazing than the stars in the sky that he hang in the universe. There, he's more awesome than the iPad you have, than the Boeing 747. He's so awesome. He's so good. You know him. And you believe in him, Amen. Paul talk about to be able to understand the width, the height, the depth of the love of God. He talk about the wisdom of God. When you experience the big love of God, the powerful wisdom of God that He talked to you, and you say, "Wow, God is awesome." I believe in the Lord. I cannot describe it, but I know it and I experience it. Amen. So when you believe him and you know him more, then your faith will rise up, and then what happen? You gonna ha ha ha, ho 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 ho, he he he. You gonna have joy, unspeakable and full of glory. Let us say, believing, believing. you rejoice. Believing. When you believe, believing. you rejoice. The more you have faith, the more joy you have. How can we tell when a person walk in that they have joy? Look at their face. Look at their tone of voice. I tell you, doubt, despairs, complains, and is sad. Faith 
rejoices, gives thanks, and is glad. This truth that I just say a while ago, these two sentences, is a good indication that you can look at yourself and examine yourself every day. Am I in faith, or I am in doubt? If you are depressed right now, I want to tell you, whatever you depress over, you need to repent, and you need to say, "I'm sorry, Lord." It means I have no faith. I don't trust you enough. If you're complaining all the time about this and about that, you keep complaining. You are in in depression. I want to tell you, you are being stuck in the realm of seeing and the realm of feeling. You see what you don't want to see, and you get mad and upset and complain. You don't have faith. You are stuck in that realm, the realm of seeing and the realm of feeling. But when you are in the realm of faith, you trust God, you pray to God, you ask God, and you say, "I believe, I receive it. Things gonna go well. Miracle shall come upon me. I gonna stop complaining. I believe in the word of God. I believe He can do all things. I believe that nothing is impossible with you." Then you're going to start to shout with joy. You can dance and sing song. You're going to stop crying and being sad. I want to let you know it pleases and delights God when you exercise your faith. How many people want God to be happy and be pleased with you? I want God to be pleased with me. I know this is a long sermon. I want to finish my sermon. Listen carefully. It is not a big deal for God to perform a miracle, but it's a big deal for God to God. It's not a big deal for God to perform miracle, but it's a big deal to God to look at you and see, do you have faith in me? And when you walk by faith, and He's so happy, and He look at you and say, "Wow, I'm so pleased." Hey, angels, five angels, go down, do it. That is a piece of cake for Him. But to see that you have faith is a big deal. Do you know that our God is a God of faith? Do you know that? He believed and declared the existence of the universe before it came to pass. He had faith in his heart and he spoke: the sun, the earth, the tree, the elephant. And when he spoke, it came to pass. He's a God of faith. He had faith in his heart and he spoke it out. And now. He is training all of us on this planet Earth. Why we are living on this Earth to walk by faith. He's training us to rule and reign in this life by exercising our faith against what is coming against us. Go away in the name of Jesus, devil, sickness, go away. You exercise your faith and you say, "Go away." He wants to train you to become more like Him, walking by faith. Should be a normal lifestyle of every believer. The Bible says, "The just shall live by faith; the righteous shall live by faith." We are not walking by feeling. We are not walking by sight. We can walk by faith. We don't allow feeling and sight and what we see affect us and pull us down. Amen. Faith is a channel to receive the miracle from God. So you have faith in the word, you believe you receive it, you keep speaking it, you declaring it, even though in the natural there is no reason to believe it, 
Even though you look at the medical report, it's impossible for this cancer to go away. But I'm gonna stand firm that God can heal this cancer. In the natural say, you will live only six months. But I don't care what the natural say. I believe in what God says. Look at Abraham. Abraham turned hundred years old, and God told him he can have a son. And Sarah was ninety years old. Can you imagine with me? Sarah go to see a doctor, a gynecologist, and Sarah say, "Look at my birthday. I'm ninety only." When she was twenty years old, she did not conceive any boy. When she was thirty years old, she did not conceive anybody. And she said to the gynecologist, "You know, doctor so and so, I'm gonna get pregnant soon." And the doctor will look at her. What? You're ninety years old. You have no eggs anymore, no menstruation. How are you gonna have a baby? In the natural, there's no reason Abraham and Sarai, Sarah, could get a baby. But they believed. They were so persuaded that the promise of God will be done and fulfilled, to the point that they changed their name from Abram to Abraham, which means the father of many nations, and Sarai to Sarah, which means the princess. Imagine with me in the kitchen of their home, when Abraham walk in, Sarah will say, "Hey, the father of nation, your supper is here." And Abraham say, "Yes, I'm the father of nation at hundred years old. I believe I'm gonna have a baby with you." They declare they believe it. My dear brother and sister, when we walk by faith, we will not be upset and disappointed about anything. When we walk by faith, we will not let anything that we see, everything that we feel, affect us and pull us down. We're gonna keep standing in faith. You will continue to believe, even though you have not seen the result yet. You have not seen the changes yet. You still believe. Our God is a God of faith, and He does everything by faith. And He wants to train us to walk by faith, like father, like sons and daughters. How many people like to be the Father in heaven? Amen. Our Jehovah. I want to be like the Jehovah, like Jesus Christ, like. The Father in heaven, he, Jesus could command the winds and the storm to stop. We can command the winds and storm to stop as well. Amen. John chapter fourteen verse twelve say, "I tell you the truth. I tell you the truth. Anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done." This is the saying of Jesus, and even greater works because I am going to be with the Father. Let us say out loud, "I walk by faith." Just like Jesus did, the work that He did, I shall do also. What kind of work is that? The work of faith. Everything you do, you walk by faith. Let me read one more scripture: Hebrews chapter twelve, verses one to two. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin. Which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, 
despising the shame and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Who are these witnesses? These witnesses are the servant of God that were recorded in the Old Testament and in the book of Hebrews chapter 11. All these people ran their race, they finished their course, they walked the walk of faith until they died. And now they are in heaven, and in the grandstand in heaven, they look down to New Hope International Church and cheer. Walk by faith. Walk by faith. Finish your race like us. Keep going. Keep going. And then the Bible talks about the faith master, the faith champion. His name is Jesus Christ. Jesus is our faith champion or master. No one in the world history ever walk by faith at the higher level than Jesus. And no one in the world in the future, including today, will be able to walk by faith at the level higher than him. He is the best. He's the model. But can we be like him? Yes. God said, let us become like Jesus. We should become like Jesus in love, compassion, mercy, word of knowledge, faithfulness, but also one thing that we should become like Him, we're going to walk by faith. Amen. Amen? You know that crucifixion is a capital punishment for the worst robbers or murderers and the worst rebels. People look at Jesus and ridiculed Him and mocked Him and say, hey, you claim that you are the Son of God, why are you on the cross right now, naked on the cross? Jesus was able to endure, and despise all this mocking and shame on the cross. Why? Let me make a conclusion. Because of the joy they set before him. He was willing to go through a short time of suffering, and mocking, and ridicule, because he has the joy of faith that he knows that one day many American people turn to him and be saved. Many Chinese people will be saved. One day the church is going to happen in Seattle. And all of them are going to be saved. And they will experience healing and deliverance. One day we're going to see revival in different countries and cities in the world. He see that. He know that in the future, some good things are going to happen. He's going to be resurrected while he was nailing on the cross. Oh! And he said, yeah! Ha 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 In a couple of days, you're going to see me back to life again. And you, I'm going to see Pastor Lao preaching. I'll see that person who's going to go to hell, save. That person who was in debt, Saved from poverty. Wow. That man who is the hairstylist who used to worship other gods shall be saved. He rejoiced in your salvation. He has a joy that is set before him. Why was Jesus able to handle the nail and the suffering on the cross? Let me explain to you. Okay? I'm going to conclude now and give my personal life example a little bit if you don't mind. Keep going. Okay. Listen carefully. He allowed them to crucify him because he had faith that something good is going to happen in the future. 
He was able to endure because his faith produced the joy in his heart. And the Bible says that the joy of the Lord is our strength. This is not the joy of man, because you go to eat your favorite food, or you go to the favorite football game, or watching favorite TV program. No, this is the joy of the Lord. It's like you're being drunk in or high with some drug. Joy of the Lord, and the joy of the Lord gives you strength. When you face difficulties and you have faith, you have joy, and the joy will give you strength to go through that and come out victoriously. The title of this sermon is "Rejoicing in the Coming Victory." Let me share with you a little bit my life for a few minutes here. When I started the church in 1988, I tell you, I faced all kind of resistance. I lost all the Thai friends in Seattle. People laugh at me. People think that I'm not that good. People give me a hard time. They came to the church and they laugh at me about my accent, laugh at me what I say wrong on the pulpit because I did not understand the American culture very well. People left the church. I went through a lot, but I know that what I went through cannot be compared to what Jesus went through. Amen. But I still hang on because I have faith. One day, New Hope International Church is going to bless the world. I see in the future we're going to have our own building. We're going to see a lot of faithful people come in. They will be discipled. They will be strong. I keep that faith, and I can still smile every Sunday. Even though sometimes I got disappointed, I got misunderstood by people. I remember when I got the file of God in my life in 19. 96, 1997. Oh, many pastors laugh at me, ridicule me. They even make action on the dining table <laughs> and fall down and laugh at me. They ridicule me about the file of God. And eventually, after many years, they all don't want to associate with me. I lost all the pastor friends in year 2002. They all disassociate with me because I believe in the fire. I believe in deliverance and the touch of God. And only a few friends left. But I still, ha, ha, ha. I'm going to keep running the race. And God showed me that there will be revival in Thailand. I'm flying out on October 18. And I expect about at least 1,500 people show up. A lot of people already sent the line to my sister in Thailand. These people listen to our YouTube. They were Buddhists. And they send the line to my sister. We will show up on that day, 20th of October. And we're going to walk out to accept Christ in front of Pastor Lau because we listen to his teaching in the YouTube. Amen. We're going to turn away from Buddhism. I could have joy even though I was persecuted, misunderstood, rejected, and walked away by a lot of people. But I know, and I know, I am doing the right thing. I am doing what God called me to do. And the joy is set before me because I know if I don't give up, great things can happen in the future. I receive already what I believe. It may not happen today, but it will happen in the future. My goal, one day, at least 50% of people in Thailand will be saved. 
my goal. We're gonna keep preaching, keep spreading the fire in that Buddhist country that people worship idols everywhere. Buddhist temple in every corner of the street. Amen. We're gonna keep doing it, and we cannot do it by our own strength. We need the fire of God. We need the power of the Holy Spirit. I want to encourage you. One last thing I want to say. I want to encourage all of you. Make sure you find out what God called you to do. Make sure you find out what God say in the Bible about what you're going to do. While you are doing it, while you are walking by faith, you may face some resistance, some disappointment, and some heartache and some test in your life. Whatever ministry, worship ministry, children ministry, believe me, you're going to face some conflicts and disappointment. I want to encourage you. If you know and you know God has called you to do that, don't quit. Keep believing that things are going to change. Or maybe you need to repent something you need to change. Don't quit. Keep going it because you see the joy of what's going to happen in the future. I want to honor one lady in our church. Her name is Mary Jo. Mary Jo came to the church in 1989 when I started the church, maybe around that time, 1989 or 1990. And she looked at this pastor and she said, wow, he spoke with accent. He did not even know how to move in the Holy Spirit. She went to other churches. They move in the Holy Spirit. They lay hand people, have signs and wonder, but this pastor did not know anything. But she knew in her heart that she, is, she was called to be with me. She did not give up. She kept praying for me for many years, from 1990 around that time to about 1996, that I began to open up and seek the file of God. And then the move of God came to the church. She never gave up praying for me. She believed God going to do something in my life eventually. In the same way, if you know you're called to be somewhere, you may not see everything that you like. You may not like something that I did. Don't give up. God has his way. Be patient. Continue to have faith. Continue to believe that great things are going to happen. Giving up is not the way of God. You stand on it. You keep walking it by faith. I'm not going to quit. I'm going to keep doing it. Amen? Amen? I want to encourage you. I'm talking like this for my own life. I've been doing this for almost 30 years, and I never quit. No matter what happened, i still going, keep going, and keep going by faith. And I know the Father is pleasing with my life because I am walking by faith. Everyone say, rejoicing in the coming victory. Believe and I rejoice. I believe I have received. I don't walk by sight. I don't walk by feelings. I stand on the word. I stand on what God says. I will be patient. I will not give up. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for teaching us these important lessons 
about walking by faith. Oh Lord, help all of us in this generation to be living a life of faith before Your eyes. Lord, I know it's not a big deal for You to perform miracles, to give us a job, to help us come out from debt, give us Lord healing. Deliverance, victory, protection, guidance, grace—all kind of things that you have sent Jesus to pay for us, Lord. But Lord, we have to do our part. We're gonna walk by faith. We will rejoice. We will not despair, complain. We will not be sad. We shall rejoice, be thankful. And we are glad because we see the coming victory. We have confident expectation that your promise shall be fulfilled in the future. We believe you never lie. You will perform what you say. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. If you don't know Jesus, I would like to encourage you. Receive His forgiveness. Maybe you were born and grew up in the Christian home, but you walk away from the Lord for many years, and you say, "I want to come back home. I want to walk with Jesus again." Why don't you pray with me? If you are those people, if you want to come back to God, Father in heaven, I give my life to you. I admit, Lord, I am a sinner. I have made mistakes. Lord, forgive me of my sins. I believe Jesus is the Son of God. He paid the price for me. He took my sin. He carried my pain. He bore my infirmities, and He gave me life. I received salvation by faith. Lord Jesus, come into my life to be my God and my Savior. Thank you, Lord. I love you. Appreciate you. In Jesus' mighty name, Amen. Congratulations! Thank you for spending time listening to this teaching. How many people say that I'm gonna put this into practice? This lesson. How many people say I want to grow in faith more and more? Amen. Listen again. We will put this in the YouTube, and you can listen to from the whole series. In the series called "Rejoice Always," I will come back next Sunday and finish this one. Rejoicing in the coming victory. I will read many scripture next time. Amen. Turn to the person next to you. Have more faith. Tell them have more faith. Have more faith in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We trust that this message is ministered to you. 
If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. I'm so thirsty.